Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To a brand new day, welcome in to a brand new edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening here on this uh, lovely uh, Friday? Eh, not so much with the weather no. outside the way it is today, but uh, we're here to brighten your spirits and to brighten your day because we're going to be talking about uh, some uh, local sports uh, coming up. We got a local basketball from uh, last night. We'll take a look at the action for uh, this weekend set to come as well. And, of course, we still only have a few teams left. Really only around the area, Shelbyville and Mount Carmel are the only two schools uh, left locally that are still playing football. Always good to be playing football this time of year. Of course, Thanksgiving weekend is what mm-hmm. you're all looking forward to uh, next week because that means you're playing for a, a state title. So we'll take a look at those uh, state semifinal games coming up in a little bit as well. Take a look at the action for Saturday. And, of course, another thing that's happening on a Saturday, that's Illini football as we make the trek to Iowa City, Iowa, and face that ferocious defense. Who's going to be the quarterback? We don't know. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know what. You can't really decipher what uh, Coach Bielema is uh, trying to say, but maybe that's his strategy, and I kind of like it, kind of dig it. Trust me, we're going to talk more about that, but <laughs> I can't. I, we may have to wait to the pod for that one because I don't know <laughs> if I can fit it all into one segment. Well, yeah, we'll we'll try, and we'll also hit up on the Illini uh, basketball game uh, tonight as well against uh, Valpo. Our uh, friend Roger Powell Jr., Roger Powell the Reverend, is uh, back in Champaign uh, tonight. And uh, we'll hit up on the rest of uh, college basketball matchups for the uh, weekend and the rest of college football as well. You said not a bad thing to be playing football mm-hmm. this late in the season. You know who one person who probably is upset if they're still playing football? Who's that? The basketball coach. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Because we got tournaments next week, pal. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the season starts and we got we to gotta be in there practicing 
for basketball. Friday or Saturday, you probably are playing when we are probably playing for a championship in a tournament. Right. Yeah, potentially. So uh, the joys and the uh, the curse yes. there of high school athletics bleeding into each other. And, uh, of course, we'll be getting to the pick'em game as well, our football pick'em, as we got one less game on the docket with the uh, Colts on a, a bye week. Uh, but we'll pick those high school games as well as the Bears game, Atlanta game, of course. And uh, we'll also be hitting up on uh, the weekend action. It's uh, an F1 race in Vegas uh, we need to hit up on as well. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And, Travis, yeah, we may not have the Colts this week, but remember, you can get your NFL kick right here uh, on 99 yeah. The Game with the Chargers and the Packers. Chargers and Packers. Uh, go Pack Go. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, but no, no Pack No. No pack, no. Bolt up. Is that what the Chargers say? Tie. 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 <laughs> sure. Three, and three. Well, uh, I mean, I guess you could potentially pick a tie if you wanted to. Yeah. And pick them, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to squeeze that into uh, the uh, podcast. And, of course, you uh, find your favorite podcasts uh, there and also on uh, the website, fmradio.com, as well as a good source for that as well. All right, so we got a lot to get to here on uh, this uh, Friday. So uh, let's uh, jump right into it and uh, let's hit it up with the first segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, football. We're starting off in uh, the uh, NFL as uh, week number 11 uh, kicked off uh, last night as this was a highly anticipated matchup and uh, that got a lot of hype on ESPN platforms yesterday as this was a divisional battle in the AFC North and ended up getting the Ravens blowing out the Bengals 34-20 to was the final score. And to be perfectly honest, I only caught a little bit of the game. And then today, this morning, I had no idea what the final score was because the only thing that people are talking about is the two injuries that were coming out of that game uh, last night uh, to uh, Joe Burrow, who left in the second. And so uh, Jake Browning had to come in and relieve Bengals. And then uh, Mark Andrews for the uh, Ravens uh, got hurt early on in that contest. And uh, he potentially is going to be out for the remainder of the season as well. So uh, the two injuries kind of uh, plagued the outcome of the game. Uh, and I even think Lamar Jackson ended up getting hurt as well. Uh, but... Um, Baltimore won 34 to 20 in the actual game itself. Yeah, and Travis, you couldn't have looked any better as far as you saying about the Bengals and the Bills. I know you were heavier on the Bills, mm-hmm. but you also were on the Bengals. And I was, yeah. I think you can't really disagree. This Bengals team is not good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, coming into the season, you know, Joe Burrow hurt, got hurt in a training camp, and that's kind of hampered him. And I still, when we were talking about it in the early season, like, oh, Joe Burrow wasn't around in the preseason, wasn't around in training camp. He doesn't have the chemistry with the receivers. Well, this team is virtually the same. So yeah. how is that possible that the chemistry is thrown off or the timing is thrown off or whatnot, and all I hear for the last couple of weeks, all oh, the Bengals are slow starters, and they'll turn it around. 
well, they're not turning around. This was a win that they needed to have, and uh, they fall to 0-3 against divisional opponents. And uh, now even worse with Joe Burrow now uh, with a wrist injury that yeah. he had to even be taken out of the game. And, Travis, let's talk about, uh, like you said, lost Joe Burrow in the second quarter due to that wrist injury, unable to recover now, 5-5 five five on the season. Um, the Ravens now have set a franchise record. They've scored at least 30 points in five straight games. But the Bengals lost, Travis, dropped their playoff chances to 29%, which mm. does not yet even take into account Burrow possibly missing time. They're the only team record. Wow. And all of their remaining opponents are currently 500 or better. Mm. So that is a tough hill to climb if you are the Bengals. And a Bengals team that isn't playing good. Lamar Jackson now 8-1 in his career against the Bengals. Thursday was his 20th career game with at least two passing touchdowns and 50 rushing yards, tied for the second most behind Cam Newton. Hmm. So, Travis, I just think that this this Ravens team is good. You know, even Odell Beckham at 116 yards, his first 100-yard receiving game in the regular season since 2019. Right, I was going to say he's kind of been uh, frustrated on how his yep. usage ha- has gone there. He didn't find the end zone, but, yeah, definitely one of the better performances uh, for him, uh, mm-hmm. even though he didn't find pay dirt uh, there for the first time in a Ravens uniform. Yeah, uh, but everyone, everyone was getting involved on the, the Ravens side of things receiver-wise. You know, Zay Flowers had three receptions. That gives him 53 on the season. Uh, he should have had four. He had one yep. called back. Yep. Most ever, though, by a Ravens rookie. Nelson Aguilar had 29 yards after the catch. Um, Rashad Bateman scored his first receiving touchdown since week two of last season. So everyone's getting involved. Gus Edwards added two rushing touchdowns. He's now scored nine touchdowns in his last five games. It's the most touchdowns of any kind by a Ravens player in a five-game span all time. Hmm. So this Ravens offense is clicking right now at the right time of the year. Nine different players caught passes. Yeah. So. And like I said, I I think when you talk division, Travis, that this, will the injury of Andrews hurt? Yes. And where is it going to hurt? It's going to hurt in the red zone. Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, Travis, is the third most uh, quarterback-receiver touchdown combos in the league in the last two years, behind only Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So, um, without Mark Andrews in his career, Lamar Jackson has three touchdowns, two picks, about 136 yards per game, 71 rushing yards per game, and a total QBR of 5-3. and three. However, the Ravens are 3-0 and oh in those games without him. Hmm, so, how about that? Yes. Interesting stat there with the, the wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Coach Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, said that after the game that it appears that Andrews uh, to be the injury to be season-ending. Yep. Uh, there now that uh, Bart Scott and RC Ryan Clark were having a heated debate, a healthy debate on a first take this morning about uh, the way that uh, Andrews was tackled uh, there, causing the injury to happen uh, there and potentially end Mark Andrews' season uh, there. And uh, also, uh, the Bengals are taking a little bit of heat as well as uh, their heat for that Joe Burrow was even coming into the game, mm-hmm. was injured and whatnot. They're currently investigating Cincinnati for injury report compliance. 
Um, the Bengals had posted a video to X on Wednesday night of Burrow getting off the team bus wearing what appeared to be a soft cast on his yeah. right hand, and they later deleted the post, mm-hmm. making it even worse. Yes. And, and is it so much for the NFL? No. It's more so, Travis, for entertainment purposes. Exactly, yeah. Because you may have put entertainment on the Bengals last night not knowing that Joe Burrow was already banged up mm-hmm. um, right on on Greeny they were talking about how this morning they you know had entertainment yesterday or maybe it was on a uh, undisputed uh, earlier this morning on yeah. here on ESPN radio they were talking about how it was one of their picks of the day was Joe Burrow to have over so many yards mm-hmm. they wouldn't have done that if, if they, they knew, knew he was injured right yep so exactly. this is a big deal it's kind of almost like betting on your own team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Coach Taylor said that the preliminary evaluation showed that Burrow had suffered a sprained right wrist. The Burrow was seen in the locker room wearing a multi-layered uh, wrap. And Taylor also said that Burrow fell on the rest earlier in the game before it appeared to be in a serious pain after throwing that touchdown pass to uh, Joe Mixon. And that was Joe Burrow's ended up being his uh, final play of the game. He didn't come back after that. And uh, the coach said that he was not aware of Burrow dealing with a wrist issue before the game. Uh, he said that was the first I saw anything about it. Absolutely felt good about Burrow heading into the contest is what Coach Taylor said. Uh, there, so NFL routinely looks into matters of compliance with the injury report policy. The league takes injury report violations seriously, with punishments including team fines or even potentially losing a draft pick Ooh. as well. The NFL warned the teams at the uh, spring owners meetings that they were required to list all injuries. There in 2019, the NFL fined a fellow division team there Pittsburgh Steelers $75,000 and coach Tomlin $25,000 for violating the injury report policy by not accurately listing quarterback Ben Roethlisberger on the practice report before the team's week two game against the Seahawks there so if they uh they didn't lose a draft pick though yeah that's true so it wasn't quite that harsh no Uh, fines could be headed the way of Cincinnati. Also, uh, a cool three-quarters of a mil for a 500 record. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I signed that big big extension. Uh-huh. Too. Making more money this year than Joe Montana in his whole career. Man, and Joe Burrow, same division, Deshaun Watson getting hurt for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And all these guys. But it's okay, me. Travis, because the Browns are working out Joe Flacco. So all <laughs> this right in that. Cleveland. You're going to get Joe Flacco in there to help you. The elite Joe Flacco is potentially coming in. Probably won't help them this week against their game against the Steelers, but uh, they are still favored by a point and a half. Steelers aren't great on offense, and the Browns' defense is pretty decent uh, this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, Bears are in Detroit to take on the Lions. Detroit, seven-and-a-half-point favorites here, and uh, Justin Fields is supposed to be ready to go and supposed to be on the field here for Chicago. Yeah. We'll wait and see on that one. I, I believe he's going to play, but I don't know how well he's going to play right. once he gets in there. So that's what we'll see about. Uh, like we mentioned, the Chargers and Packers that you can hear here on 98.9. That game's going to kick off at noon there in Green Bay. Currently the Chargers favor by three. 
Uh, the Raiders are in Miami to take on the uh, Dolphins. Miami almost two touchdown favorites, minus 13 uh, for them. So Dolphins trying to get to 7-3 and three and stay undefeated at home as well. Uh, the Giants are on the road in Washington to take on the uh, Commanders. Commanders favored by 8.5 here. Looks like Tommy DeVito will be uh, going again for the uh, Giants. And hopefully his fam is in attendance as yep. well. Short little drive there in New York, so uh, to Washington D.C. Not not a crazy not a crazy trip. Uh, the uh, Cowboys there in Carolina to take on the uh, lonely Panthers. We'll see if the Cowboys can play down to their competition. They can beat up on the ugly Giants. Can they beat up on the Panthers? Mm-hmm. Favored by ten and a half are them boys. Uh, the Titans matching up with the uh, Jags. Jags favored by a tutty there. Uh, the Cardinals against the uh, Texans. Uh, Bucks against the uh, 49ers to start the late window. You got the turnover prone. Uh, Josh Allen trying to rebound and a win against the Jets in Buffalo there. Uh, the Seahawks are also up against the Rams in the 330 window. Then the primetime game this weekend is the Vikings matching up with the uh, Broncos. Broncos actually favored by uh, two and a half points in that one. And then the big one, the uh, Monday Night Football game. It's the Kelsey Bowl Part 2 Super Bowl rematch. Philadelphia versus Kansas City. They're in Arrowhead. Two and a half points is KC's favorite right now. And also, apparently, a big meetup is happening there as well. Oh, yeah. The The football game is secondary Monday Night, Travis. The parents are meeting up. The parents are meeting up. The brother will be there. Like, it's just, it's going to be a family affair. I look forward to it. They don't even need to play football. The Swifts and the Kelseys. Yes. Are going to meet. I love it. Let's meet. Let's all get together. (laughs) That means it's getting serious. It is. The parents are meeting. And so I'm sure that won't be talked about at all during the game. Uh, I love that uh, Joe Buck earlier this week was going on like uh, I must have had some downtime or uh-huh. something in the week because he was responding to quite a lot of tweets oh. and whatnot, including Get his phone away from uh, him, <laughs> including that one uh, right there. Maybe a little late night enjoyment uh, potentially as well. I didn't see what time he was firing off the tweets, but uh, yeah, he kind of talked about it and about like, well, if if uh, she's there or if they're there, uh, they'll talk about it. It's a part of the game, um, but. It's just they're doing their jobs. That's what what is the rating going to be for Monday if she's there? I mean, I don't particularly know if she's actually going to be there. She's still on tour in uh, Europe, and it's going to be quite the trek there to Kansas I don't know. City. He We've flew been to through Argentina there. to see her. Yeah, kind of been trading off, off that. So, like I said, I looked it up. She's done on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe she could be there. I was just going to see if she's there. You're going to already have the football fans because this is a great Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Then if you if you let it leak that T-Swift's going to be there with the parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, Travis. Yeah. The ratings may be some of the highest we've seen in a football highest game. Highest rated Monday night game, sure. Absolutely. Or at least the highest in a long time. And at this point, Travis, this is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. If these two become a thing. Like they are a, a thing. permanent thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, like the big thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Then MLB and the NBA need to get them to every World Series game and every <laughs> NBA Finals game because they need help with their ratings. I'm sure. NBA games, for sure. <laughs> 
And then also I love that how uh, Travis Kelsey is getting the uh, treatment by the Swifties of uh, digging up old tweets on X. Oh, nice. And I guess he's passing with flying colors because he's just a big meathead oh, yeah. on, on X. So, uh, and in no, real life. And in real life, I guess. But So uh, no cancellations of uh, Travis Kelsey so far digging up old uh, tweets there. I love that. Uh, there so uh, that was the NFL from uh, last night and we'll uh, pick those games a couple of those games uh, coming up here in uh, Pick'em and uh, we need to get to uh, some local sports here now and we need to get to some high school girls basketball as well as take a look at those uh, football semifinal games coming up on Saturday and that is coming up next here on the Star Lineup The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back you might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217 342 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Stay protected with vaccinations from Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy in Effingham. They offer convenient RSV, flu, and COVID-19 vaccinations that fit your schedule. Because getting vaccinated doesn't just protect you, it protects your family and community. Walk in today, there's no appointment necessary and most insurances are accepted. Visit Andy's Healthmart Pharmacy at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Healthmart, taking the time to listen and care. Our Congressman Mike Bost, a steadfast conservative, Mike voted for the Secure the Border Act to increase the number of Border Patrol agents and complete the border wall. A budget hawk who has saved taxpayers by voting against a $1.4 trillion debt limit increase. Bost reigns in out-of-control spending to secure a stronger future for our families. Mike Bost stands with our farmers to take on the Biden administration's waters of the U.S. policies that would put family farms out of business. An advocate for Southern Illinois families, Mike Bost voted for the Parents' Bill of Rights Act so parents have a say in their children's education. A leader, Mike introduced a law ensuring veterans who appeal for their benefits get them more quickly. Congressman Mike Bost, Southern Illinois' conservative leader who gets results. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing to keep the Grinch away from the toy drive. Who's going to deliver the toys to the kids? What about me, the Grinch? No. Yep, even easier than that. You steal the presents one time. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Copyright Turner Entertainment Company. 
Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. It's the perfect time to upgrade any home, business, or gaming setup powered by Intel Core processors. Shop now at dell.com slash deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Well, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis once, once. this year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week, it'll no, be No, no, that's wrong. It's not. It's Okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question. to the startup lineup 98.9 the game espn radio let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports uh, from uh, last night and uh, let's take a look at uh, the action that happened in high school girls of basketball from uh, last night before we get to those uh, state uh, semifinal games in the uh, centralia thanksgiving uh, tournament it was uh breeze modern day picking up the win over at the topless and it was a 54 to a 20 Final score as it was uh, Chloe Probst leading the way for uh, Totopoulos, only having uh, six points, and Ruhal added five. That's Ali Ruhal uh, there, added five in the loss there for Totopoulos. So the Lady Shoes starting off the season 0 and a 2, mm-hmm. but uh, they will continue on with the uh, Centralia tournament, and that continues on a Saturday uh, there. Uh, in the uh, NTC of the game, that was uh, over on our sister station, uh, 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. And uh, that saw the Altamont Lady Indians uh, defeat Windsor's Two Straws as they picked up the W of 61 to uh, 45. And said in the pregame show that I thought that Windsor's Two Straws, ever since the latter part of the year last year, outside of the NTC uh, tournament coming out of that, they've played pretty well pretty close games even though the record may not indicate that and they sure came to play last night as uh, you know Altamont did have the double digit lead out there one quarter and uh, Altamont started off the game pretty decently and then the both offenses uh, started to go cold there and then when just two straws they fought back there in the second quarter and uh, they ended up taking the lead at, at one point there in the second quarter mm. uh, unfortunately for them Altamont went on a little bit of a run to close out the half strong and they ended up having the 32-26 lead at halftime and I think that really where what where the game was won in the second half and particularly in the fourth quarter uh, Altamont outscored them 12-5 uh, there in that final period it seemed like that uh, the Lady Indians warmed down a little bit and uh, kind of pulled away so a little bit closer score 
than the final would indicate. And uh, Nelson, of course, led the way. She had 38 points to lead Altima in his scoring, and everybody else was pretty much balanced uh, there. Uh, next highest uh, point total there was uh, Kylie Osteen. Uh, she had six points uh, there in the uh, W for Altamont, picking up the second win in as many games for the Lady Indians. Yeah, and you know, looking looking strong in their two two opening games there for Altamont as they head into tournament play next week. And it was kind of we talked with uh, Coach Carr after the game about this, about kind of how the first two games were different in the sense of the first one they got a running clock Mm -hmm. on vandalia and then this time around it wasn't uh, so easy and so it was a lot closer game and whatnot so you had to see both ends of the spectrum there right and uh, yeah they'll be participating in the uh, bob kearns tournament there in newton uh, next week and they'll start off their uh, tournament play on monday against effingham and uh, uh, Coach Carr was uh, talking about uh, after the game of the use of the shot clock again uh, oh, yeah, this year, right. and uh, potentially playing. They were, I know, they were looking into the possibility of playing with a WNBA a ball, yes, as yes. well. So that's going to happen uh, next week as well. So that would be uh, cool to see and uh, cool to play uh, in for uh, the teams there involved: Altamont, Newton, FEM, Flora. Is there another one that I'm forgetting about? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I shouldn't have put you on a spot like that. That's okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to say was how big this upcoming week is for Altamont and Travis. You think back to last year. We were at the game where Grace broke the record on a buzzer beater to win that game on those free throws that, you mm-hmm. know, I think people in Newton are still upset about to this day. <laughs> Sure. Now you're going back there, and Coach Carr, former Newton coach, former Newton, uh, you know, AD. personnel. Uh, so it's a lot of emotion because this is kind of the last little bit last year that we got to see Grace before she got injured, because mm-hmm. it was the beginning part of December that she got hurt. Yeah. So it it's been almost a full year, and you look at how much this team has grown in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were doing the, the Newton games last year and the early season games last year for Altamont, it was Grace putting up 45, 50, you know, however many points she needed to put up for the rest of the team. And you were maybe getting double digits from one person. Mm-hmm. Now this is an Altamont team right. with a star player. Sure. But it's still a team more so. Right. And I said it last year when Grace went down. I thought that was one of the best things that could have happened because it's going to force the team to play like a team moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely helped at least early on for the South Smile Lady Indians. Yeah, I would uh, agree uh, with that. So they'll look to uh, compete in that on uh, Monday starting there. Uh, elsewhere in the NTC last night, uh, San Anthony were a big winners over Sandoval, 82-29. to And Nancy Ruhal led the way for the Bulldogs. She had 37 in that one, as well as Stacey Vonderide adding a 23 in the win as well. So, uh, San Anthony picking up their second win in as many games as well. And they'll be participating in the Robinson Thanksgiving tournament next weekend. Uh, 
Uh, it was also uh, South Central picking up the win in overtime against uh, North Clay. And this one was a 63-54 uh, to uh, 54 final score as it was uh, tied at the end of regulation at 51. As it looks like um, South Central, uh, let's see, I think that North Clay had a little bit of a, a comeback, it looks like, from the uh, box score. And uh, South Central in the win was led by Tegan Webster. She had a 23, and a Caitlin Swift added 18, and uh, Lauren Johnson uh, added 13 points for the uh, Cougars. As for North Clay, uh, they were led in scoring by Mia Ballard. Maya Ballard, uh, she had 20, and Mattia Price had 10. Uh, Van Dyke was close to double figure. She had nine uh, there, but uh, South Central picking up a, a nice mm-hmm. W there against North Clay. It was uh, Brownstown and St. Elmo with the win over Litchfield, and that one was a 55-25 to 25 final score. It was Hazlitt leading the way for Brownstown. She had 18. Lexi Seaball added 15 in the win, and Williams also added 11 uh, there for BSE. Central A&M, uh, they uh, pick up another win over an NTC team this week as they beat Nioga in their first game, and then uh, they won in their second game against Calderick Beecher City here. 55-39 to was the uh, final there for uh, the uh, Raiders as it looks like uh, CHBC had the one-point lead after one quarter, but then A&M with a strong uh, second quarter and then also a strong fourth quarter as well to uh, kind of put it away there. Uh, CHBC was led in scoring by uh, Stuckemeyer. She had 14, and uh, Fingo had 11 in the win as or in the loss as well. And elsewhere in the Lincoln Prairie Conference, it was uh, Edwards County picking up the win over uh, Cumberland as uh, Fritz led the way uh, for the uh, Pirates as she had 10 and the only double-figure scorer there uh, for Cumberland. Uh, Caitlin Shoemaker was uh, right there, though. She had 7, uh, but Edwards County picking up the win mm-hmm. there. It was Arcola winning over Casey by 10, 54-44, and it was Leroy a win over Blue Ridge, 51-9 to was the final score there. A uh, little Illini conference, you had Carmine White County, Defeat Lawrenceville 59 to 41. Robinson with the win over Newton, and that one was a 51 to 42 score. Looks like Robinson won in the second half to uh, win this one as Newton had the uh, lead after the first quarter, 16 to nine. But then Robinson uh, outscores them in the second half, 13 to eight in the third, and 18 to six in the fourth quarter to win uh, there. Uh, Shea led the way for. The uh, Maroons, she had 14 in the win there. And uh, looks like uh, for Newton, uh, Martin uh, led the way as Cameron Martin had a 20 in the loss there. But uh, Robinson picking up a, a W there. And I believe, yes, this did not count as a conference game. This was a technically a non-conference oh. game. Gotcha. Uh, there, it says in the notes. Hmm. Uh, and then in the North American uh, Paris Thanksgiving tournament, it was Paris getting the win over Terre Haute, North Vigo, 30-25. South Central was Carlinville over Greenville, 49-24. Pius all over Pawnee, 36-28. And Carlinville over Athens, 36-26. In junior high girls basketball last night in the uh, Nioga Regional Championship, it was a single St. Michael defeat Nioga, 34-27. 
junior high boys basketball from last night in a seventh grade. It was Sacred Heart over Altamont, 59-23, and South Central over Dietrich, 25-19. And in eighth grade, it was Sacred Heart over Altamont as well, 53-23, and a Dietrich picked up the win in the eighth grade game over South Central, 49-35 was the final score there. Action for tonight in high school girls basketball. A couple of games on the schedule. Uh, Sullivan, they're at Windsor Stew Straws. Uh, FEM, they're hosting a Dietrich. Uh, Mattoon is at the uh, Pena Thanksgiving uh, tournament. And uh, you also uh, got uh, Gillespie there at the uh, tournament as well. Uh, Mount Zion Taylorville, they're at the Taylorville start of the Thanksgiving tournament for them. Sarah Gordo's at Hayworth. Uh, Alney and Mattoon matching up in the Pena Thanksgiving tournament and also Alney's taking on Chrysler Rock as well later on tonight. Shelbyville's at uh, Fisher. The Clinton Turkey Tussle continues and uh, Vandalia and Piasol are at the Nokomis tip-off tournament and North Mac is matched up with Litchfield at the Waverly Thanksgiving tournament as well. And then uh, also uh, on the uh, weekend, we got to take a look at weekend action yes. because uh, we got high school football on the uh, schedule as well. Of course, we don't have anyone in the fight in a 1A, but Camp Point Central is going to take on a Greenfield Northwestern, a matchup of both 12-0 and teams there in a Camp Point tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And that's in the south uh, semifinal in the north, Lena Winslow taking on Chicago Hope Academy mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, the one uh, that we're looking at in 2A in the south is uh, Shelbyville as uh, they're making their first trip to the semifinals here since 2017, and they're taking on Athens. 10-2 and two on the season are Athens, and they're, they're coming in as the four seed, and Shelbyville hosting this game at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So uh, the Rams looking to uh, uh, get to state. For the first time ever, I believe. Yeah, and I think they have a great chance against this Athens team. Now, this Athens team did beat Nashville, who beat Shelbyville Week 9. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that that this is probably the best possible outcome. I know Shelbyville wanted a rematch with Nashville. Sure. But I think, you know, Athens is playing hot right now. You can't underestimate them. But I think Shelbyville is a better team on paper. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Athens uh, defeated Piasol in round one uh, pretty handily, 33-7, and then 34-13 over Redbud. And then last week's uh, one-point win over Nashville. And uh, Shelbyville, uh, they've been uh, playing uh, great as of late as uh, they beat Trent Wesleyan. They shut them out 40 to nothing in round one. They beat Vandalia in round two. And then uh, last week they uh, beat a Breeze Modern Day uh, there. So uh, back in the uh, semifinals there. So uh, good luck to uh, Coach Duckett mm-hmm. and the uh, Shelbyville Rams will definitely be uh, watching out for uh, that one and see if they can uh, make it to a Thanksgiving weekend next week on a Friday, 1 o'clock. That's the championship game for 2A in normal. In uh, 3A, we got Eric's uh, sixth uh, team, uh, Byron. They're up in the north there against uh, Montini. Yes. Uh, They're in Montini at 1 o'clock. Are you going to go to that game? I am not going to be able to make it to that game. not going to make it. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Like I said, Montini Mm -hmm. hasn't played a school in the regular season that is smaller than 3A. Mm -hmm. So... Their record's a little deceiving. Sure. And Byron's just been steamrolling 
everybody. Right. 72, 56, 63 in the playoffs alone. And then in the uh, bottom half of the uh, bracket in the south, that's what we're looking at as it's Mount Carmel. They advance to uh, the uh, semis, and they'll be taking on Roxana. And Roxana is 12-0 and on the season. And Mount Carmel, they lost week one. That's it. They've won every game since. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be in Roxana tomorrow at 3 o'clock for the Aces. And they're trying to get to uh, Friday as well. 4 o'clock is the start time for three A's state championship game next week there. So good luck to uh, the aces yes. and uh, see if they can get to the uh, championship game for the first time in a while uh, there. Um, and in four a, we don't have anyone in the fight here, but in the uh, South it's uh, Rochester. Uh, they got stopped short last year in the semis uh, against the Sagar Griffin. Uh, but they're going to try to get back to, well, back to the state championship game. First time here in Hancock Stadium on ISU's campus. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on Murfreesboro, and they have to travel there to Murfreesboro. That'll be at 3 o'clock tomorrow there in 4A. And I just wanted to take a quick peek in 5A, Joliet Catholic Academy, taking on a, a new Linux Providence Catholic uh, there, the 12 versus 15 a semifinal matchup. That you have predicted. In 5A. Still can't get over that. And uh, East St. Louis as well in 6A up against the 2 seed Washington tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock in Washington. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the uh, semifinal matchups there for uh, football. And we'll also have some uh, basketball games tomorrow as well. As let me pull up the schedule really quick um, before we uh, leave local yes. sports territory. Yes. Uh, we got a, a bunch of uh, girls basketball at the Centralia tournament. Topless is playing twice at 11 a.m. and at 4 o'clock. Uh, they'll be up against Centralia and Highland. Uh, Casey's there at the Oakwood tournament. Uh, All these matching up with the Oakaw Valley at 11:30 at the uh, Pena Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, the Paris uh, Northern Light. Champion or championship, but it's the final day for that Thanksgiving tournament. Charleston matchup with Danville, Paris against Champaign Central, um, and a Tri County there at the uh, Oakwood Comet Classic as well. Vandalia and Piasaw still in the uh, Nicomas tip off, and a, a bunch of regional uh, quarterfinals uh, starting there in eighth grade for junior high girls basketball as well and we'll have the uh, schedule yes up there for you later on this weekend for you to take a look at that and we'll be back on monday to report about it all yes all right so we uh, will step away and we'll return to talking about some uh, college football we'll return to talking about some Illini football against iowa coming up here on the star lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Hey, son. How are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Loss of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditoutogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. 
There's a story they tell about someone who became a legend in these parts because of one simple thing they did. They shopped local, and they did it not to become famous, but because buying from local businesses makes sense. They saved gas, they got better service from folks they know, and they helped their neighbors and improved the local economy. Pretty soon, other folks were doing it too. And this shop local thing became a movement. That person alone affected businesses and impacted families right here in our community. That person sure changed this town. That person could be you. And here are some suggestions on where you can do it. The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Haler's Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Niemerg Steakhouse, so delicious, always special, Niemerg's Steakhouse. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Don't miss Provember and Lowe's. Save $80 on a DeWalt Combo Kit and save $20 on a five-gallon pail of HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams All-Purpose Power Primer. Plus, MVP's members earn three times the bonus points on DeWalt and HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams products. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Bonus points calculated before tax and fees after applicable discounts if any. Valid through 1122, subject to change. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. -hmm. Eckridge smoked sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Oh, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now, the starting lineup. And wouldn't I love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street, the pit. Swing and hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Kerry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now, Kerry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them off. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. On 98.9 The Game. Hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that down pitch, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues gave up four goals in the second period of a 5-1 loss to San Jose Sharks. The Blues gave up the first five goals of the game and never were able to fight back. Blues now 8-6-1 record with 17 points. They visit the Kings tomorrow night. In college basketball action from yesterday, Lindenwood lost to Air Force. Southern Illinois beat Chicago State 71-55. SAU Edwardsville snuck past Denver 77-74. Today, Lindenwood will take on Omaha. Missouri State visits Florida Gulf Coast. SAU Edwardsville goes up against Nichols and Western Illinois hosts Southern. EIU welcomes Copen State tomorrow. And then on Sunday... Lindenwood plays William & Mary. Eastern Illinois will visit Miami of Ohio. And SIU Edwardsville takes on South Alabama. College football action for this weekend. Missouri State visits South Dakota State. Southeast Missouri State is at Bryant. Eastern Illinois travels to Robert Morris. Southern Illinois hosts Indiana State. And Western Illinois 
welcomes South Dakota. The Blackhawks give up a pair of second-period goals during a 4-2 loss to Tampa Bay Lightning at the United Center. The Blackhawks are still last place in the Central Division with only 10 points and a 5-9-0 record. They take on Nashville tomorrow. And the Bulls will try to rebound with a win when they take on the Magic Tight in group play. The Bulls are 12th in the Eastern Conference at 4-8. That game tips off at 7 o'clock. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. And uh, coming up here on uh, tomorrow on a Saturday with those uh, high school semifinals as well as uh, a game right here. You can hear at 30 is the uh, and it is the Illinois uh, Fighting Illini making the uh, trick there to Iowa City. Uh, Kinnick Stadium, and we get to do the wave to the hospital yes. there and the children, and so that's going to be cool to see again. And uh, the Hawkeyes come in at the latest playoff rankings, uh, number 16, as uh, the over/under is actually raised by a point at the beginning of the week. Ah. It's 31 and a half now. Ooh, <laughs> Iowa's still uh, favored by three here on ESPN Bet. Uh, so uh, Illinois. Five and five. Mm-hmm. If Iowa wins, they win the Big Ten West, and uh, so we get to see them get blown out by Ohio State or Michigan. Or do you want to see and try to keep this alive and have Illinois try to get blown out by Ohio State or Michigan? I don't. I mean, I'll take it, but I know. Uh, I mean, uh, Iowa. Of course, we know how when it's well documented how terrible they are on offense, but uh, they're elite on defense that's for sure and uh, they're going to be able without that defensive back that I mentioned yesterday it looks like he's out for the remainder of the season so that's a little bit of a blow there for the uh, Hawkeyes so maybe that's why uh, just a little bit of a point and a half movement on the over under I don't know or it could be that uh, we don't know who's going to be our starting quarterback uh, earlier in the week, uh, Coach Bielema said that Almeyer would be uh, cleared to play, and he didn't really come out and say. It was just kind of implied that, okay, Almeyer's cleared to play, so that must mean he's starting, and kind of everyone took it to mean that. But then uh, yesterday, uh, Coach Bielema met with some media members and said that the guys in the locker room know 100% who's going to start, but he never said who is it going to be, uh, whether it's actually going to be. He didn't outright name Paddock or uh, Altmaier as a starter. He just kind of uh, cryptically said, the guys in the locker room know who the quarterback is. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And so. that's right. That's right, because we only have one, and his name is John Paddock. So it should be. The uh, fourth-generation Illini. But again – you would want your coach to come out and say, this is our starter. Ah, this is gamesmanship, Eric. No, no. This is a coach who is so worried about what he's going to say because his teams have been underperforming for years. It's only He's only been here for three. I'm saying before he got here as well. There's a reason why he hasn't succeeded anywhere he's been. He, he's, he's succeeded out of Wisconsin. For a little bit, not sustainable. Oh come on! You can't say it wasn't a success at Wisconsin. He totally was. I, I mean, he took a big job. I, mean, I don't know if it was a big job. Arkansas is not a big job, but it's SEC, so that's a different beast and a different animal. I, I am every day that passes, Travis. I'm losing faith in Coach Bielema. Nah, don't lose faith. Yes, I am. 
Don't do it now. I I will. Travis, <laughs> we are a bad team. What is Coach Bielema's bread and butter? What is he known for? Uh, well, uh, run the football. So the offensive side of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's why our offense is last in almost every category in the Big Ten. Not now, after the last couple of weeks. Not after last week. One game against an awful team does not make it you a good It doesn't matter. Team. It doesn't matter if they were awful or not. But the matters is the execution of the offense and the execution of the offense, of the offensive plays and the play calling uh, was good last week. And we actually have a decent quarterback that can actually move the ball, it looks like. Which, again, is why you come out and say this is our quarterback. Uh, I think this is strategy. I really do. I think this I is think gamesmanship. I think this is not wanting to hurt Altmeyer so he doesn't leave. I'm sure it is, yeah. And Could suck it up, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Yeah, I just heard it. Suck it up. <laughs> if he transfers, he transfers. He's not good enough to be the starter over somebody else. Yeah. Why are we holding people's hands? Hmm. Yeah, we're, we're trying not to step on any toes. I think I, that's for sure. I just want to see a coach that has conviction and knows what they want to do and isn't afraid to say what they want to do. You can say it's gamemanship all you want, Travis. And I know that's what you're going to tell yourself because you're the optimistic, eternal optimist Illinois fan. <laughs> but I look at it as a coach that is wishy-washy, that doesn't know what he wants, that doesn't know what he was going to do, if he would have came out and said, as as much as I know you would have hated it, but if he would have came out on Wednesday when he said that Altmeyer was cleared and said Altmeyer is our quarterback, and even after backlash, still stuck to it, I would at least give him props for sticking to his guns. Sure. But instead he said, well, he's cleared. Yeah. And nothing else and no updates and saying, well, the guys in the locker room know who it is. So... Your locker room's torn, then. Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he is. I think he has conviction in the in the locker room. I think he's just kind of being coy in front of the cameras and in front of the microphones. Uh, there, I think it's a completely different story uh, behind closed doors, and it clearly shows with the way uh, that he uh, talks um, and whatnot. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see who runs out on the tunnel on uh, Saturday. Uh, well, hopefully, they both Iowa. run out of the tunnel. I mean, I, I want well, them both yes, there. Of but. course. I guess uh, we'll just have well, to see. It sounds like one of them wasn't making it to Iowa. <laughs> I mean, maybe Altmaier won't even be dressed. And they're like, oh, now we know. I don't know. But either way, whoever faces this team is going to be a tough test against an Iowa yep. defense that's yep. uh, super tough. But uh, we're up against the clock here, and we're going to have to take our uh, final break here. And uh, we'll be back to uh, talk about some college basketball to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business. 
and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham, equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Aurora. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this, I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge a bit longer. Tonight on this uh, fabulous radio station, uh, 7 o'clock is the uh, tip-off. It's the Illinois Fighting Illini basketball team. Uh, they are up against uh, Valpo, Valparaiso, and a old friend from those uh, great teams that the Illini had as uh, the uh, head coach there is Roger Powell Jr., of course, uh, roaming the uh, sidelines, saying the Illini favored by 29 and a half here after uh, have to have a bounce back game after taking that loss against Marquette uh, there uh, on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, tonight, six o'clock begins the uh, pregame show coverage and the. Uh, uh, tip off there at a seven o'clock to uh, follow. So uh, get your dose there of Illini basketball tonight and Illini football tomorrow. And uh, coming up here on the uh, uh, ninety-eight-nine, the game is uh, the Illini guys. The sports spectacular powered by the Illini guys, and they'll have much more to uh, say about the uh, Illini games uh, coming up. Uh, here in just a second as soon as we uh, get off here uh, but we'll continue things in the uh, podcast and we'll explore more than just this quick little blurb about college basketball and yep. uh, college football as well as uh, picking those high school games and uh, football pick them as well and also talk about a uh, racing weekend as well coming up out in uh, Vegas yep. as well. So that's all coming up here. And make sure to uh, stay tuned uh, for the Sports Spectacular powered by the uh, Line guys. So enjoy and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Chuff Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And we still got more stuff to uh, talk about here in the uh, pod. Coming up, we got football pick'em to uh, get into. 
We got to talk about a race that's happening uh, this weekend. We got a Major League Baseball to uh, hit up on, and the MVPs were doled out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we got entertainment this weekend as well, of course, and this day in sports history as well. Yeah. All coming at you here in the pod. And is there anything uh, that we missed on SportsCenter that we need to get to? Yeah, the White Sox are shipping off one of their longest tenure relievers. The team sent Aaron Brummer to the Braves for a package of five players. The Southsiders acquired pitchers Mikel Sorka, Jared Schuster, Riley Goins, as well as infielders Nicky Lopez and Braden Schumacher in the deal. Brummer had been with the White Sox since 2017, but he's coming off his worst season of his career. Sorka was an all-star in 2019, but he's only pitched in seven games over the last three seasons due to injuries. Hmm. So, big move there for the White Sox. Um, let's see. The Atlanta Braves are going to be hosting the All-Star Game, as Travis mentioned, in 2025. Um, the 2024 All-Star Game is set to be played in Arlington. Mm-hmm. And the 2026 game was already awarded to Philly as it celebrates the 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh. So, if you are a Cubs fan, you are not getting the All-Star Game until at least 27. Oof. And think they made all those updates, Travis, in and around Wrigley. And no All-Star game. Can't get the All-Star game. Hmm. Oh, well. Yep. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's accepted his suspension. Pfft, who cares? Okay. <laughs> but he's not going to go to legal battle. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And I'm tired of hearing about it. And there's also another development about a firing of a linebacker's coach and of his duties and... Uh, may have been kind of funneling money, if you will, funding this scheme. Again, if we just quit talking about it, maybe it'll all go away. <laughs> no, it's not going away anytime soon. I know. And uh, that's uh, all I got minus the MVPs. Yeah. Uh, well, that transitions to that there as it was uh, both unanimous in the National League and American League. We just talked about yeah. there being a no drama and a no drama here. Ronald Acuna Jr. winning the uh, National League MVP award. And uh, what an MVP. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. playing in winter ball right now. So he wins uh, an MVP in MLB. And then he's taking the field hitting bombs in winter ball. Uh, down wherever he's playing yeah right now so that that just shows travis good players constantly strive to get better mm-hmm. yeah and then in the american league uh, Shohei otani was uh, sitting on his couch with his uh, dog mm-hmm. which was a nice touch uh and a nice moment but uh Shohei otani wins the al mvp award i freeze uh, frame that footage travis to see if there's any hints lying around <laughs> oh, anywhere geez. anywhere couldn't see anything no. there was nothing i saw there i was looking i was scouting i was trying to find something and there was nothing there but it's a red pillow cubs have red uh no not predominant red well that's because he's still he's he's Moving on from the Angels, he hasn't redecorated yet. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Uh, Otani becomes the first player ever to win the award unanimously multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, yep. By the way, Travis, not the uh, first time these two in award parallels. No, no, they mm. were both awarded Rookie of the Year in 2018. They are the first okay. pair of players in MLB history to win Rookie of the Year in the same year and also an MVP in the same year. Hmm. 
Any Only four of their players have won Rookie of the Year together and then won an MVP at any point in their careers. Those mm-hmm. are Cody Bellinger and Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Ryan Braun and Dustin Pedroia, which I forgot Dustin Pedroia won an MVP, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Albert Pujols and Ichiro Suzuki. Mm. There you go. Those are your – but no one has ever done it the same year for both awards. So that is – that's kind of a cool stat. Right. Yeah. Interesting as well as the first time ever that both league MVPs were voted unanimously. Yes. Yes. Uh, Corey Seager did end up finishing in second place, getting 24 second place votes. And uh, I love how it goes all the way to 10 and all the way down uh, the list of other people receiving votes. Uh, Sonny Gray got two votes. Alex Bregman got a vote. Josh Naylor got a vote. <laughs> Cody Bellinger, I think, got a vote, too, in the NL side of things. I think Dansby Swanson got a yep. vote, too. Yep. Cody Bellinger got uh, 49 total points. Yep. Uh, the highest one he got was fifth, yep. a fifth-place vote. But if I was a right, if I was voting, I would I would throw out a random vote for somebody. TJ Freddle for the Reds yep. got a vote. Yep. <laughs> a tenth-place vote, but still. I put, I, I put De La Cruz for the Reds as a vote. Jeez. Oh, he didn't make the list. Oh. Well, uh, but uh, Mookie Betts ended up finishing in a second. And his teammate Freddie Freeman ended up finishing in third in the voting uh, there. So Otani won his second MVP despite the Angels finishing with a 4.51 win percentage this season. It's the fourth worst team win percentage ever by a player to win MVP. The worst 1991 Orioles, Cal Ripken, uh, won the MVP and they were 4.14 win percentage. Mm-hmm. Then in 03, the Rangers, Alex Rodriguez won the MVP playing for the Rangers, and they had a 438 win percentage. And then the Angels have three of the five worst marks all time, all of which have come in the last eight seasons. <laughs> Trout in 2019, Trout in yep. 2016, and Otani this year. Mm-hmm. Over the last 10 seasons, Travis, the Angels have produced half of the American League MVP winners, and just once in that span have they reached the playoffs. Yeah. Get those players out of L.A. <laughs> yes, please. And an if, Angels uniform, you mean. Oh. And if Otani leaves the Angels, he would be the fourth player all-time to change teams the offseason. He won an MVP. Barry Bonds is the only one of the previous three to leave via free agency, as the other two John Carlos Stanton was traded to the Yankees, and A Rod was traded to the Yankees. Mm. So, uh, I think it's only a matter of time. So he goes to the Yankees. Wow, well, no. Oh, okay. But I don't count him out. There should be in the running. Oh, I'm counting him out, Travis. <laughs> but I think it's a foregone conclusion that o- Otani would is going to leave. Yeah, it's just uh, a matter of when. When he signs and, and who? who he signs with, yeah. I mean, I know the who. what shade of what shade of blue is he going to be wearing? Oh, Travis, we know the shade. Blue and white. Yes, yes. So I'm glad you brought that up because no let's let's now let's talk Otani for a second. Okay. The Cubs, as we know, are being very very aggressive. Uh huh. Very aggressive. Now again. They were one of seven finalists before when Otani first came to America. Mm-hmm. One of seven finalists, Travis, only one of two teams that were not on the West Coast to be a finalist. Mm-hmm. They were also the only one not on the West Coast in the NL, which remember, when Otani came over, there was no DH no in the DH, NL. Yeah. If 
there was DH, we are having a different conversation because the Cubs at that point were right in the middle of their winning ways. Mm-hmm. They, you know, 2016 free agency, they would have just made it to the NLCS. They were rolling. They've been to the NLCS three straight seasons, won the World Series in 2016. So they, it was a perfect oh, time for I him to come. Forget. Now they're starting to gain a little bit of momentum. I'm, I'm not saying they're on top of the world. Don't quote me on that one. Um, but again, the fact he was almost persuaded before. And money-wise, Chicago has it. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of other teams, I mean, they could sign Otani, but that's all they could do as far as yeah. you're talking money. The Cubs have room because Jason Hayward's $21 million is off the books. And Cody <laughs> Bellinger's $17.5 comes off the books. Plus, the Cubs were under the luxury tax last year, which means they probably wouldn't mind dipping into it next year if sure. it meant getting someone like Otani. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't. As one NL scout joked about uh, Otani's potential salary, quote, Otani would own Wrigley Field literally. He'd own Chicago for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what does this mean for Cody Bellinger uh-huh. and the Cubs? Bellinger, from everything we've heard, loved his time in Chicago. Really turned his, his season around, if not his career. I'm not going to go that far yet. But he definitely turned you know, short-term prospects around for yeah, himself definitely. compared to where he was. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cubs, obviously, we know, based off of what they did with Craig Council, aren't, are willing to pay people. But, Travis, multiple sources say that the Cubs are more likely to sign Otani than to bring back Bellinger at this point. Hmm. That's that's where they sit. And why? Where they stand. Well, it's because there's a lot um, of teams that are desperate for a left-handed bat. Yeah. The Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Giants, all those. The other thing, Travis, and I didn't know this until I did some research. Under Jed Hoyer and under Tom Ricketts, the Cubs obviously have been measured in their deals with free agency. They really haven't gotten into bidding wars or anything like that. They've just kind of signed the people that they wanted to sign. But if money started getting too high, they would back out. And leave. Yeah. Now, set Otani aside because... I think anyone would ransom off their entire farm system to, to get Otani. Absolutely. So let's set that to the side. And let's talk about Cody Bellinger's agent. Uh-huh. He's a Scott Boris client, right? Mm. The Cubs have not signed a Boris client to a multi-year deal in a very long time. That includes players on the free agent market. That includes players that they've drafted who've won an MVP, Chris Bryant. Or players they've traded for who won a Cy Young Award in Jake Arrieta. They've moved on from all of them. Hmm. So I would expect them to move on from Cody Bellinger. It's just Boris and Ricketts and Hoyer, just their personalities, it seems like, do not click. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why the Cubs are not even looking at Cody Bellinger. They're not setting aside money for Bellinger. That's why I think they're even going harder for Otani. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, something to that. And, and by the way, Otani not represented by Scott Boris. No, just gonna point that out. But you know who is? Mm-hmm. Pete Alonso and Juan Soto. Mm. Both of them represented by Boris. Alonso actually just recently switched to Boris. So. With both those players becoming free agents next year, Cubs have been tied to both those names. I say, yeah. 
And with them being free agents after 2024, I would expect the Cubs not to go after either of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless it's a one-year deal, but you're not going to give up what both those teams are wanting for one-year deals. Mm-hmm. So it it's very interesting to me because, you know, there also there have been talks that the Cubs are trying to get Corbin Burns. Yeah, and as soon as they got a counsel, I think that was like, oh, okay, well, maybe they can make a potential play for him since I was in Milwaukee. Yep. So. And and Shoda. They're high on, on Shoda Im, uh, Imnaga, mm-hmm. the pitcher from Japan, who, by the way, has already spent time in Chicago. He's there. Just saying. So I, I think the Cubs are going to be spenders – and and I, you talk about how they have Suzuki. If they can get Imanga, I think that would help them get Otani. Yeah, potentially. And don't forget, they also had Fukudome back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. want to forget, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had that one, that one good game, that one first game. It's kind of downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, this is kind of the the thing that everyone's waiting for. This is going to be the the thing that that really kind of kicks the rest of free agency off is what Shohei Otani does. And as I said yesterday, reports are he will make his decision before the winter meetings Hmm. in early December. So uh, look forward to that. (laughs) You're going to be so disappointed when he knows. He's coming to Chicago, Travis. (laughs) He's so disappointed. He's coming to Chicago. Well, I'm also looking out for a uh, free agent, and I'm also looking out for a... uh, (laughs) I'm not looking for (laughs) Otani. I know that there's no way that the Cardinals would even entertain spending that much money on a a player and nowhere near uh, that. But there is another Japanese pitcher that they could potentially uh, go after and that I want them to sign uh, that is very good friends with already some Cardinals. And uh, just the other day, I saw that I'm assuming this was in Japan, uh, but Lars Nubar and Yamamoto, they were playing golf together. Mm. So bonding all over the place let's yes. get this done already and they're already bffs their uh, moms are already always in constant contact and uh, let's just make this happen let's get it done let's uh, sign yamamoto already why hasn't it happened already well he's probably waiting for otani like the rest of free agency yeah you, right. you, you gotta wait and see what because so. otani's gonna set the market for everything what he gets paid Sets the market for everything else. Yeah, no doubt. So if I'm a free agent, I am waiting until I absolutely have to mm-hmm. to, to see if Otani signs first. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm telling teams like, hey, I'm really interested in coming to your team. I want to come to your team, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to give you a dollar amount yet until I know what Otani's getting paid. And then we'll talk from there. Yeah. I mean, that's probably That's just true. a smart business decision. Yeah. And definitely. this is a business. So. It is a business it after is all. It is a business. All righty. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's uh, move on here. And uh, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to some pick em here. All right. I think it's a good time to unleash that. Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, stalling, stalling, stalling. Here we go. <laughs> Short pick them, I know, but still got to play the bed. Five games. 
five games left in Pick'em. Five games here for this week in Pick'em. This week, yeah. So, Travis, <laughs> we will start with college football on Saturday. Illinois at Iowa. Iowa minus three. Who you got? I mean, you might as well just go ahead and put Illinois down. I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah, Illinois plus uh, three. Iowa. Iowa. Glad we're not picking the over-under in this one. I, I'd be leery on that one, but Iowa minus three. Minus three. Yep. Uh, oh. Sunday action. Bears at the Lions. Travis, Lions minus seven and a half. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Detroit here. Travis goes Lions. I also will go Lions. I think that's just a smart play. I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, with anything else. Yeah. Uh, and then the one you can hear on 99 the game, Chargers at Packers. Packers minus three, Travis. Who you got? Um, I got the uh, Chargers, I guess. Chargers plus three. Yeah, I will go Chargers as well. I just have not been impressed with Jordan Love. So, no. there you go. Not at all. All right, high school. Mm-hmm. Only... Two games to pick here. Athens at Shelbyville. Travis, who you got? Remember, we are picking against the computer as well. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember. Uh, well, let's go ahead and let's ride it all the way to uh, the uh, state title game for Shelbyville. And let's go Shelbyville here. And uh, they're going to win 35-24. to 24. 35-24. I will go Shelbyville. And I will go one to nothing. One to nothing. Mount Carmel at Roxana. I, I really want to pull for Mount Carmel in this one. But Roxana has looked really good this postseason. I think it'll be close, but I'm gonna go Roxana 30 to 28. 30 to 28. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat here. I do want to see Mount Carmel uh, do it, uh, but I am going to go with, I'll ride with Roxana here, and I'll go 31-28. 31-28. By the way, computer, uh, Athens at Shelbyville. Computer picked Athens, 31-22. Gave him a 73% chance of winning. And Mount Carmel at Roxana said Roxana, 46-34, gave him a 77% chance of winning. Hmm. So, no respect for our area teams from the computer. Yeah, especially Athens. Yeah. Come on, computer. So, there you go. Those, and that's Pick'em. <laughs> and that's Pick'em for and this week. For this week. <laughs> Coming to an end. Yeah. Slowly. I mean, soon. we'll be doing pit, We'll be doing playoffs for... For college, we'll, we'll do bowl games, bowl Travis. Games, yeah. And we'll do NFL games as long as we have them, including possibly postseason games. So hmm. there you go. We'll just keep this thing going. Well, I got I got to try to as win. As long as as long as we can. As I long lost as it NASCAR, takes. so I got to find a way to win this. <laughs> are we doing uh, Are we doing F one pick'em? No, we are not. Yeah, that's because that's no fun. No, because Lando Norris is going to win it, or uh, uh, Verstappen's going to win it by like 45 seconds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
F1 is in uh, Vegas for yep. the the big race, the uh, Vegas Grand Prix. Already or having issues. It is. Yeah, already. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's what you get for racing on an actual street. I guess they do it all the they time. They do it all the time on uh, mm-hmm. other places, continents. Mm-hmm. But yeah, manhole cover or something. Yeah, uh, got loose and kind of destroyed. Cancel practice. A destroyed a car. Mm. Yep. Lasted only eight minutes of racing before it was halted for track repairs. <laughs> great off to a great start and let's not forget travis this race do you know what time this race is oh yeah it's 10 o'clock at night yep in vegas Mm -hmm. right so that is midnight on the east coast um yep it's i don't know if this is eastern time but 12 55 yeah is the scheduled yeah start time yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of three times this year you race in America. And I get you one to do it at night. I understand that. They also, Travis, are you ready for this? I'm like, remember Chicago? Mm-hmm. When NASCAR was in Chicago and they closed down all the streets for weeks. Yeah. They pick this course up every night. Really? Yes. And wow. rebuild it. Every day. That is why the race is so late at night. So it doesn't interfere with people going to work and people going downtown and people going to the casinos and everything like that. They are picking this course up every night. Wow. It seems like a a lot. What a hassle. Yeah. What a hassle. What a huge (laughs) hassle. If only there was a racetrack in Las Vegas they could go to. And kind of use part of that for the course. Hmm. Yeah, but you don't have the casinos in the background, do you? You don't have the sphere in the background. No, apparently not. And that's all that matters. (laughs) So I expect this to be a one or two year thing, Travis. This is a bigger debacle than the Chicago thing. Yeah, and I also think a little bit to do with the late start time is that they got to be placating to the international audience as well. They do. But, well, Travis, you say that. But when they were in Miami, it was a 2 o'clock start. Yeah, I guess so. It's because they want to do it at night. And so if they're going to do it at night, then they have they can't do it during rush hour. Because people need that street. It's one of the busiest streets in all of Vegas. Mm-hmm. So this is just horrible planning. Yeah. it's There's nothing right about this. It's just horrible all around. And then you're doing all this for what's going to be a boring, awful race. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, like I said. It certainly doesn't help. <laughs> that thing. Uh, guy is uh, a huge favor of a stopping. is just a beast that no one can catch, apparently. And so that makes it even worse. At least NASCAR you figured you didn't know who was going to win. Right. It wasn't be a huge favorite and uh, still championships on the line there. But this is really kind of Verstappen's already got this wrapped up. Yep. And whatnot for the season. And by the way, in case you were wondering, so the NASCAR race at, uh, we're going to use Homestead here as an example, Travis, which was not a great race. All right. Mm. I mean, it was in the playoffs. It was exciting. 2.25 million people. Okay. Yep. Down 2.6% compared to last year's race. So a down weekend. That same time, and that was on NBC. Mm-hmm. That same time at the exact same time, Formula One 
was at Circuit of the Americas. They were on ABC, which is also a network show. Network, you know. Yeah. 882,000 viewers. Mm. NASCAR, 2.250 million. Mm. There's no comparison. No. F1 is not as popular in America as everyone thought it was going to be. Right. So this is just, like I said, this will last a year or two. At least the thing in Chicago, Travis, they had the planning all figured out. They were just throwing the curveball by Mother Nature, and they couldn't Mm. control that. Right. This is just poor planning. Hmm. Top to bottom. Man, that that little thing caused so oh, much yeah. damage. Because those cars are just like basically on the ground. You can't have any little issues. I guess so. Yep. Wow. Tiny little cover. Um, Drain cover is what it says, not a man yeah. cover. Also, are you ready for this? The Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix is facing potential delays for its third free practice and qualifying sessions following a disruption on the first day of action. A loose water valve covered. Mm-hmm. So, according to FIFA's sporting regulations, free practice three cannot start until at least 18 hours after the conclusion of free practice two. Now, given that free practice two finished at 4 a.m. local time, 4 a.m. local time, Free practice three, which was initially scheduled for 8.30 p.m., is now expected to start no earlier than 10 p.m. local time, Mm -hmm. which means qualifying is going to be moved. Mm. This is a nightmare. (laughs) This is awful. What a race. This is awful. F1, yay. And all their rules. (laughs) Qualifying is now thought to start no earlier than 1 a.m. local time. Yeah, it's a good time for qualifying. Sure, why not? Stupid. <laughs> what a race. Awful. All right, Travis, <laughs> let's move on. I'm tired of talking about that. All Stupid right, thing. let's move on and let's move on to some entertainment that you're having this weekend. All right, I'm only having six things entertainment this weekend. Only six, yeah, a little light. Because I'm not doing the F1 race because it's Verstappen versus the field, and even then I give Verstappen the <laughs> odds of winning. Sure. So. Um, I got the Cardinals plus five and a half against the Texans. I know C.J. Stroud's been doing amazing things, but I'm still a believer in Kyler Murray. He looked good yeah. last week. And him to the win. I expect these two teams last week played a close game. I know against other teams, but both of them were in close games, so I expect this one to be a close game as well. So five and a half, that's a pretty close number. I'm willing to take the, the underdog on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Giants plus eight and a half against the Commanders. Yeah. Commanders are not that great. I know the Giants are a dumpster fire. Neither, neither are the Giants. But I think the Giants can at least keep it with an eight. Hmm. Just as long as they don't score too many points. That's right. Uh, the Raiders plus 13 and a half against the Dolphins. This Raiders team's been playing different with their new coach. Haven't lost they under have. their new coach. Yeah, Coach Pierce has got him, got him ready to play. Thirteen and a half seems like a really big number. I know the Dolphins put up points like going out of style. They do, yep. But 13 and a half still seems like a big number. Mm-hmm. I got the Jets plus seven against Buffalo, Travis. <laughs> yes. Because Josh Allen has statistically been his worst against the Jets. And he's not, that's not a normal year. And he's been worse this year. So, yep. and we talked about the Jets defense, how good they are. Can the Jets put up enough points on offense to win this game? Possibly, but I think they can put up enough 
for sure to keep it within seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Now we're going to college. Travis, give me Colorado plus four. Taking on Washington State. I just like they're the underdog against Washington State. Plus four. Plus four. So either they're going to win the game or keep it within four. Either way, it's a win for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't worry, Coach Prime is going to stay in uh, Colorado. Oh, oh, I was so worried about that. Well, I mean, there are people talking about their Texas A&M job, potentially. Uh, I heard a wild idea on ESPN radio about uh, potentially becoming an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Or maybe we threw that around. I don't know. We talked about him coaching the Falcons when his son yeah. got drafted there. Right, yeah. That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> I remember hearing it somewhere. And finally, Travis, I got JMU minus nine and a half. Hmm. Now, I know they're taking on the upset darling Appalachian State. Yep. But I think this is a team that's going to come out pretty angry after what happened this week about them not getting their waiver. Mm-hmm. So I look for them to put up a big number against Appalachian State. Nine and a half should easily be coverable. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They got the college game day crew there. Yep. Pat McAfee show already. Yep. There. So. There you go. That's our entertainment. That's your entertainment for the week. And I think the only thing left is the state. All right. This day in sports history uh, got quite a lot of significant ones here today. So here we go. Let's get started, first of all, with today. On the state, 1968, with the Jets seemingly safely ahead of the Raiders in the fourth quarter, NBC abandons its coverage of the game to broadcast the TV movie Heidi. Oh, Oakland yes. comes back to win the game, forever linked with the movie. The Heidi Bowl. The Heidi Bowl. Mm-hmm. Also on this date in 2012, West Virginia's Tavon Austin totals 572 all-purpose yards, including 344 yards rushing in a game against Oklahoma. The total is just six shy of the all-time record held by Utah State's Emmett White. When it appeared Austin had led his team to a win over the Sooners, Landry Jones hit Kenny Stills for a touchdown with 24 seconds left for a 50-49 to OU victory. Hmm. That's what we need more of, Travis. We need more Big 12 50, 56 points a game football again. Yeah. Maybe they can have it in the championship game. Maybe. Maybe a fight could break out. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. All right. (laughs) I said yesterday, I teased that we were going to have some significant pieces of media on this day in sports history. Here's the first one, Travis. From November 18th, 1985, quarterback Joe Theismann suffers a gruesome compound fracture of his right leg when sacked by Lawrence Taylor on Monday Night Football, ending his NFL playing career. Hmm. Everyone yeah. has seen or heard of that film. Oh, yeah. And Lawrence Taylor hopping up and immediately going, get over here. Get over right. here. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, November 18th, 2006, number two Michigan enters the horseshoe to face number one Ohio State in the only series matchup, pitting number one versus number two. The Buckeyes jump out to a 14-point halftime lead and hold on for a 42-39 win. Hmm. November 18th, 2008, number 12, Oklahoma, led by Blake Griffin, and number 21, Davidson, led by Steph Curry, square off in an early season showdown. The matchup does not disappoint. Curry leads all scorers with 44 points, but Griffin's 25 points and 21 rebounds helped the Sooners to an 82-78 victory. And Travis, I read this and it blew my mind Mm -hmm. that Blake Griffin and Steph Curry were in college at the same time because they feel like two different players from completely different eras who just barely crossed over for a minute. They do, yeah. But no, they were in college together, and mm. Steph is still playing. And I think Blake may be on the bench of the Nets. I'm not yeah. sure. I think he is riding the bench of some team. He's, he's, yeah. 
Uh, November 18th, 2012, Travis, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Threw for 527 yards, including a walk-off 48-yard touchdown pass to Andre Johnson in overtime. 527 yards tied him with Warren Moon for second most in a game all time. Mm. And finally, November 19th, 2006, Yamir Yager scored his 600th NHL goal in the first period of the Rangers' 4-1 victory against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Madison Square Garden. And our second piece of famous media, Travis, uh-huh. November 19th, 2004, the Indiana Pacers visit the Detroit Pistons in what starts a matchup between two of the league's best teams, ends with one of the most infamous nights in NBA history, the Malice at the Palace, as it was later dubbed, began when Ron Artest charged into the stands after being hit with a thrown drink from the crowd. Unprecedented suspensions are handed out by the league after the ensuing brawl, including a full season suspension for Artest. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty famous. And then I realized it's been 19 years mm-hmm. since Malice in the Palace. Wow. It doesn't feel that long. Not really, no. But it's been 19 years, and then mm-hmm. I feel old. Malice in the Palace. The Malice in the Palace. Travis. We're on our test. Ah, put him on the map. Before he got world peace. Exactly. Before he got peace. Yes. And he gave the world that peace. peace. Yes. So. so there you go. That uh, was this day in sports history. Gives you some media to go back and look at. There you Either go. check out the Heidi Bowl, or you can, uh, which is on YouTube, by the way, or you can go see Joe Theismann's legs getting broke. I, I don't <laughs> don't advise you to do that, especially if you're eating or squeamish. Sure. Or you can watch the Mouse in the Palace, which yeah. is entertaining and awful all at the same time. There you go. Yep, definitely entertaining. Yes, uh, for sure. So. All right, so Drain O'Neill in that as well. Oh I yeah, about Drain O'Neill in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron Artest was the big one, but oh yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll uh, be back for you on a Monday. Why isn't that guy in all? sixty or like a thirty for thirty? Like about a thirty for thirty, but I thought I remember seeing something on it. There should be a documentary on that. Yeah, I want to know what happened to the fan. Right. Where's he at today? What's he up to? Where is he at? There you go, Travis. A 30 for 30 infamous sports fans. Yeah. Bartman, that guy. Yeah, yeah we got to get Bartman. The guy yeah. who reached over at Yankee Stadium and caught Derek Jeter's home run in the playoffs. That you Yeah. Know, we got lots of fans who need it. We need to contact, see what they're up to. <laughs> we'll get on it. We'll work on it this weekend. There you go. <laughs> see what we can do. All right, so we'll be back on a Monday. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Illini weekend. ILL. Peace out. <laughs>